Today, I'm talking with Elva Mankira DeShields, who manages the gardens at Sanctuary One in the Applegate Valley. Hi, Elva. Hello. Thank you for joining the program today. Thank you for having me. First of all, tell listeners about the Sanctuary One farm in general and um, what the farm does. Yeah, so Sanctuary One um, is a care farm. So our vision is that people, animals, and the earth are better together. Um, and so we do that by bringing in farm animals, cats and dogs, um, through by the local shelters or other nonprofits that work in the Pacific Northwest. And we find them um, loving homes through adopters. Um, and then we also provide uh, field trips and other educational opportunities through service learning with other nonprofits um, that are in the Valley and with schools. And then we also have our gardens. So we have a learning garden that we grow produce, uh, grow produce for for the Access Food Bank. Say that again, Elva. You the um, the uh, forest farm, the forest garden produces uh, edibles, of course, right? Yeah. So yeah. So our learning garden produces produce uh, for the local food bank access. Oh, okay. For the local food bank access. Oh, what a wonderful service! That's so yeah. terrific. Yeah, so a lot of people think we grow food for our own animals, but luckily we get donations from local grocery stores, um, like Market of Choice and Natural Grocers. And so they give us food that, that people don't wanna eat. So it's got bruises or it's about to expire. Um, and we feed that to the animals. And then we use the compost from the animals in our learning garden where we produce uh, fresh produce uh, for people to eat. I see. So um, why did Sanctuary One decide to have a learning garden specifically, Elva? Yeah, so a learning garden, it serves two purposes. So the learning aspect. Um, so we have a lot of groups on the farm um, and they get to uh, work in the garden. So either for non-clinical therapy purposes. So with, by working in the dirt, getting physical, the amazing smells that you produce in the garden. Um, can be very therapeutic. Um, and then for learning experiences. Um, so we do lessons in there with for, for field trips, and then just also kind of learning about how to grow your own food for volunteers um, and other service learning members. And then they also get to provide um, food for other people. Wow. So are there other um, educators there at Sanctuary One besides yourself? Uh, currently, it's just me. Wow, you do all of that yourself. You're a busy lady. Yeah. <laughs> How long have you been at, at Sanctuary One, Elva? Uh, so it will be my two-year anniversary, um, November 1st. Wow. So tell us about your um, background and how you ended up in your uh, role at uh, the Learning Garden. Yeah, so I originally grew up in rural Oregon, um, and I grew up on a small farm. Um, where we had a garden. And then I ended up um, going to school and I got my bachelor's in zoology. And then I ended up getting my master's in environmental education down here um, at SOE. Um, and so right out of the gate um, of requiring my master's, I saw the job posting for the program manager position um, at Sanctuary One and thought it would be a great experience um, based on the things that I've done and the things I'm looking forward to doing. Wow, that I think that's a perfect, it sounds like it's a perfect fit. It really is, yeah. So tell us a little bit more about your daily tasks um, as uh, you know, the manager of the, uh, the learning garden there. 
Yeah, so um, I also manage our people programs. Um, and so a lot of my job is working with the volunteers that come um, to work at the sanctuary and making sure that they're having fun with the animals or in the gardens. And so a lot of my time, I'm working with them and helping their, them with their daily tasks. And then also working with uh, service center groups that come out to the farm. Um, so we'll be weeding or mulching, um, picking the fruits and vegetables that we've grown to be taken to access. Um, we grow some, we grow comfrey, um, which is really awesome plant. It's high in nitrogen, so we make comfrey tea. Um, and so having the service center groups help me with cutting the comfrey, making the tea, and then getting to um, fertilize the plants with it is always fun. So it's usually a variety of working with people, working with the garden, and then also I, I get to work with the animals. Wow, you, you do a little bit of everything. So um, is you, do the, you talk about working with the service learning groups. Do they come, do they hear about Sanctuary One or do you outreach and, and uh, you know, invite people to come? How does that work? Uh, so it's a little bit of um, both. So we have, um, it kind of advertises on our social media platforms and on our website. Um, so sometimes people will hear about us um, through friends or other agencies that come out to the farm and think it'll be a great fit for their groups. And we're always, you know, looking for new groups to come out the farm. So we also, um, with a little social networking, hear about new groups um, and reach out to them. What do you see that people get out of being in the garden the most, Elva, since you're with them a lot? Yeah, so I think it's really, it's a, the farm, um, where we're located in Applegate, it's very quiet and peaceful. So a lot of people, you know, they're living in Medford. And even though Medford's, you know, it's not, not San Francisco or New York, but it's still a busy and large enough city um, that just being outside, being in a calm, beautiful place is very relaxing. Um, and so getting to work with your hands, being in that um, environment and knowing what you're doing is benefiting somebody else. So a lot of people just kind of, it helps calm them and just gives them something to really look forward to and really enjoy. That sounds like it's very rewarding to see that take place in the garden. It really is, yeah. You told me that one of your inspirations is Alexis Nicole Nelson. This, uh, she is a woman who runs a popular TikTok uh, account called Black Forager, where she shares food foraging tips with her viewers. I checked her out and she is funny, like you said she is, and she's also very informative. Uh, she told, she said on one of her um, episodes that um, she just loves the thrill of finding pawpaws and, um, by foraging around. And because these pawpaws, they're also called custard apples. I, I'm not familiar with pawpaws, but mm -hmm. um, she says that they're like a tropical fruit that ended up, I think she's from Ohio or somewhere. They ended up in Ohio um, by accident. Are there any particular fruits um, from the forest garden at Sanctuary One that thrill you, like the pawpaws thrill um, Alexis? <laughs> yeah, um, so we have an apricot tree um, and we've got, I mean, being out in the woods, we've got a lot of critters. And so pretty much any fruit that survives into harvest is a really treat for me. 
Um, but I really love, uh, I love apricots. I think they're really sweet and delicious. Um, I have an apricot tree in my garden and you're right. I, I didn't get, I think I got just a few apricots and the birds got the rest of them. Yeah. So I hope they enjoyed them. They, they sure did look delicious. <laughs> I'll have to wait until next year to find out if, you know, um, they actually taste as good as they looked. Yeah. <laughs> Who, who else has been inspiring for you? Um, so I don't have like any particular person, um, but I say just stories about people bringing um, farming or farming education into larger cities. Like I always hear stories about um, uh, like community gardens popping up in Portland and things like that. So that's becoming more accessible for people to be able to have, you know, a plot or two even if they live in an apartment and be able to experience the joys of gardening and the joys of enjoying like, you know, your own fresh grown produce. Um, and then also the stories of people helping locations that have food deserts, because we don't really think about it here in the United States of larger cities sometimes being a food desert, you know, there might be, um, you know, a little mini mart down the road um, that some people have access to, but they might not have fresh fruits and veggies. Um, easily accessible. So being able to bring fresh fruit and veggies to people um, that don't have access to it. I always love hearing stories about that. I think it's a really great um, thing that people are achieving. Just like you're doing at Sanctuary One. Um, yeah. it's, a, it's a wonderful service that um, you're providing. I know that this past year and a year and a half has been very challenging for uh, organizations like Sanctuary One that you know, have programs for people to come out in person. Um, is, has that started back up again? Or are you, um, you know, uh, tell us about how you're transitioning back into having groups out there. Yeah, so yeah, we did have a little bit of a hiatus. Um, we found some good online platforms um, for me to still do um, education outreach. Um, and we actually got to reach schools in Alaska and on the East Coast. So it was kind of a really great opportunity, um, surprising for COVID to say that, um, for us to reach a wider audience. Um, and our groups have started coming back out. We started um, in spring. So a lot of our service student groups, if they were able to bring groups out, which I know transportation can be an issue. I know it's a current issue for a lot of schools having um, buses come out. Um, but we've been open for, yeah, since spring, um, having groups out. And it's because of the farm and the distance we can provide people, um, it's a safe place for groups to come out because we can definitely space people out um, six feet apart while they're working in the garden or they're working within animals. Um, so it's it's been pretty busy. How big is the garden? Um, so the garden itself, oh, snap, sorry. Um, so yeah, so the garden is, I would say probably acre and a half. Wow, half. So it it's is good, large. Yeah, so it's a pretty good size. Um, and we've got, we're transitioning mostly to raised beds. Um, a, it helps us better with the squirrel population and then B for accessibility. So we um, provide a lot of services for adults with disabilities. And so we're trying to make sure everything is um, handicap accessible. 
I see. And so your um, your forest garden, is it on the perimeter of the area where you're going to have the raised beds or is it all mixed together? Yeah, so our fruit forest is, um, is a little bit away from our learning garden. Um, and we're hoping to turn our fruit forest into a food forest here in the next couple of years. I see. Okay. So I'm saying the wrong thing. It's a fruit forest rather than a food forest. And that's what that leads us into my next question. And that is, what are your goals for um, next year and, uh, you know, the near future? Yeah. So we're hoping, um, yeah, so we're turning our, our fruit forest into a food forest. Um, so I've got a lovely group of uh, volunteers that are on a garden committee. And we're always looking for more people on our garden committee um, to help with that transition and see what our goals are, what you know systems do we need to set up. And then we're also um, building more handicapped accessible raised beds in our garden um, so that we can um, have larger groups in there. Wow. Um, uh, so um, I, I love the fact that you are going to be making um, uh, raised beds for wheelchair um, for wheelchair accessibility. Is that what you just said? Yeah. Okay. So, oh, I think that's a, a, a really great idea. What is, so the um, fruit forest, tell me what the difference is between well, what I think it is, is that you're going to be growing other edibles besides just fruit in your food forest. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So right now we mostly have um, one layer, which is the, the fruit tree. And we're hoping, so a, a food forest typically has kind of multiple layers, kind of like a canopy, like in a real forest. And so we're hoping to add those shrub layers with some berry bushes, and then your ground cover layers like strawberries and squash and things like that. I see. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that, that sounds really beautiful. Yeah, I'm really looking forward. It's going to be a lot of work, um, but I think it should be a, a really great addition to the farm. Wow, fantastic. Well, thank you so much for all of the work that you do bringing gardens and gardening to people who might not otherwise have access, Elva. No, of course. Yeah, it's, it's been a great experience. Well, thank you and have a great day. Thanks, you, Rhonda. Okay.